All right, so we're playing Money by Pink Floyd, but it, it sounds funny, right? Because we're hearing it differently. It's Is an it? instrumental version on YouTube, so it's probably Oh, not- you should have played the real thing. Oh, well, I, you what, know. What the heck? You guys like the instrumental versions, though, I thought. Well, yeah, but... All right, pause that, find a real version, because... Okay. 50 years ago today, Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon was released. 50 years ago today. That's insane. I mean, I was, you know, not even a thought yet when the album came out in in uh, in 73. My dad is a huge Pink Floyd fan. Huge. I think he tells a story of when he saw them at Arrowhead Stadium in the mid-80s. He tells that his friends that story more than he tells stories about me or my sister <laughs> or my mom. I saw them in 86, and they needed 27 semis to bring in all their stuff. Did he go see Roger Waters at T-Mobile recently? No. Um, Cats were playing the same day, and I I think he and my mom went to the game. Oh, nice. I don't know why he didn't go. It was a good show. Probably the best stage production I've ever seen for a concert ever. What was the stage setup like? Was there like anything like over the crowd? Yes, there was tons of stuff. He had like a, a flying pig flying around, and then like the the whole stage itself was like a kind of a cross shape, and he would go from all of the various sides and stuff. A lot of cool lasers. It was really nice. Now, as as legendary as Dark Side of the Moon is, he still holds the record for 972 consecutive weeks on the Billboard 200 Albums chart. It is not my favorite Pink Floyd album. Is yours The Wall? I gotta go with The Wall. I gotta go with The Wall. I'm a big Animals fan. Animals doesn't get enough love. That album's really good. It is, but it's obviously like not, of course, like there's five songs on there, right? Right. right. <laughs> it's all, you know, what are the names of the uh, songs? Like there's Sheep, Sheep, Dog. There's Dog. Yeah, there's, um, <laughs> uh, boy, uh, Pig, Pigs on the Wing. Mm-hmm. Pigs on the Wing, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, there's actually a two-parter yes. of that. And then, yeah. That that Those are the names of the songs. Yes. But I mean, you know, The Wall had its own movie. Right. Which I feel like I watched it recently because my best friend, he's a really big Pink Floyd guy too. So I got him the movie for his birthday. And we rewatched it. It's okay. I don't think it's like... That's not a blockbuster hit. No, no. It was, it's very, you know subject heavy and you know I don't know I could find it boring at times but how, how well do you think Pink Floyd's music has aged do you think Pink Floyd has like stood the test of time I think so I think they're probably like still very influential um I think of I immediately think of like Travis Scott and like Lil Yachty has a new progressive rock album that's very um a lot of stuff is Prog rock inspired nowadays. Tame Impala is a band that's really good from Australia. But like, I, I think of the young, like younger generation is like your generation, Gen Z. Right. They're not gonna listen to Dark Side of the Moon in its entirety, probably. 
Probably not. They're, Probably some of the standout. Yeah, short attention span. We're gonna listen to the hits. They're not gonna listen to the whole album. I listened to the whole album twice today. Right. I'm one of those people. It's like, oh, it's a big anniversary. I'm gonna go listen to that. Sure. But I've, sure. I mean, I've listened to Dark Side of the Moon 200 times. Right. Right. I own an, I own an a original pressing. There you go. Of the album, it's my still my favorite piece of vinyl I own. It's still go. in fantastic shape. It was given to me. That and Abbey Road. I have an Abbey Road original pressing. Abbey Road is a perfect rock album to me, for sure. Well, I think it's the best Beatles album. Me too. I agree with you. But um, I know Breathe from Dark Side has been really blowing up on like TikTok and really? Instagram right now. Yeah, for some reason. Hmm. I've seen random people post about it. I'm like, oh, I mean, that's kind of a deep cut. Shout out to Alan Parsons for uh, producing the album. Who's the engineer on it? Legend. If you don't know who Alan Parsons is, you've probably heard his song Serious at Bill Snyder Family Stadium. Eye in the Sky is one of my favorite songs yeah. in the 80s of all time. All right, Travion, I suppose we give the people what they want. We'll shut down the talk on um, on Dark Side of the Moon. If, if we didn't have a game tonight, you'd be hearing more of it from me on K-Rock. Which, by the way, the Cats... Uh, so we're actually going to be joining in progress with that game here on K-Man. Uh, tonight on Cayman, you'll be hearing uh, Manhattan High Girls basketball in sub-state action at Washburn Rule. That tips off at 7. Once, that done, once that's done, we'll jump into uh, K-State hoops. The whole game, whole pregame will be on our sister station, 101.5 K-Rock, beginning at 6. But Travion, it's prediction time. <laughs> Here's Mitch Ball with tonight's prediction. Cats are the 11th ranked team in the country, 22 and 7 record, 10 and 6 in the conference. Meanwhile, Oklahoma has won 14 games. They've lost 15 times, and their record is 4 and 12. Cats have won three in a row. Oklahoma has lost six of the last eight, but they're coming off a win over Iowa State. The last meeting was K State's last loss in Norman. Probably more K-State than Oklahoma fans, maybe. I wasn't there, but I heard stories. Oklahoma was just unconscious from three. Uncharacteristically unconscious from three. They made 11. That was a season high. They had a 12-0 run early in the second half to pull away, and Cats could never come back to win it. Plus, K-State at a bad time. They lost, what, five straight on the road in Big 12 play at that point. Grant... Sherfield goes for 22 points. He had six assists, eight rebounds. He had a big night. Cats had four and double figures, but it was like their third worst three-point shooting game in league play this year. Terrible at the free throw line. It just it added up to be a bad night for K-State. Now, win for Oklahoma over Iowa State was a was a pretty big surprise. Jacob Groves had a big night with 16 points. And Iowa State lost in Ames to Oklahoma on Saturday, 61-15. to That was a game that early in the game, Iowa State laid 14-3. to Cyclone shot just 31%. Groves was 4-5 of five from three-point range, and that kept Oklahoma's slim chance to get to the NCAA tournament alive. OU players to stand out, obviously, is Grant Sherfield. He's best player for Oklahoma, one of the best in the Big 12. His numbers have dropped a little bit, but... In 22 points against K-State. He can knock down some threes, but he's been pretty quiet, actually, the last couple of games, just 5 of 19 from three. Jalen Hill struggled in the Iowa State game, but before that, five straight games with double figures. He can be streaky player. 
I forget how to pronounce his name, but I believe it's Milos Uzan or Uzan. I'll figure it out later tonight. Don't worry about it. Uh, but 13 points, 3 of 5 from outside against K-State. He played very well. He's also been playing very good lately. 15 points against Texas, 10 against Texas Tech, 11 from 23 from three-point range in his last six games. He's been knocking down some threes lately. And then, of course, Tanner Grove, the big boy, the big beard, the rebounder, 16.6 rebounds against K-State. So there's actually a lot to play for tonight. I mentioned in the first hour, I'm going to say it again, that's seeding. Cats don't have a chance for the Big 12 championship anymore. Not a big deal. We want to see them go on a long postseason run. We want to see them have a great seed, of course, in the Big 12 and the SEC, in the, SEC, the uh, NCAA tournaments. Right now, the Cats are slotted to be a three if they win tonight. Right now, if they're a four, if they lose. You want that three seed. You, have, you play the last game in the quarterfinals in Kansas City. Easier for K-State fans to get there and watch the game. Plus, seeding in the NCAA tournament. Cats are right now projected to be a two seed. That's incredible. Staying up there. At the two, gives K-State, obviously, its best chance of playing in Des Moines or Denver. That would pretty much put them in Des Moines or Denver. Drivable distance for K-State fans to go see rounds one and two. And then when you get a little bit lower than that, it gets a bit tougher to get the closer first and second round locations. But Oklahoma also feels like they still have a shot to play basketball in the NCAA tournament. They're playing in the best conference in America. By far the best conference in America. But right now, the Sooners are on the outside looking in. They're not quite a bubble team. A win tonight, believe it or not, could actually get them in the conversation. But they have a ton of work to do. They lose tonight. They could probably kiss their shots at the NCAA tournament goodbye. Most likely. Another factor tonight is K-State playing at home. Tonight at Bramlage Coliseum, I think, is going to be one of the most special environments we've seen in a while. Because the place is sold out, it's going to be jam-packed with K-State fans. Going to be a rowdy environment, plus it's senior night. K-State has six seniors before tonight's game. That'll be honored, so make sure to get there early. Get there for senior day festivities, because we're going to be honoring six. And as emotional as a K-State team is like it is this year, they're going to get the tears out of the way early. And then focus on the opponent. And you know this K-State team wants revenge. Cats have only lost one game at home this year. They're 15-1. and one. one more win, and they will tie for the most wins in Bramlage Coliseum history with 16. That goes back to the 2011 season. Oklahoma's the worst shooting team, in the, the worst scoring team in the Big 12. 65 points a game. They're losing games by an average of seven a contest. Typically a poor offense, even though they have been better from three-point range. They're now shooting more from three. And over the last four games, they're making 37% of those three-pointers. Cats have to buckle down on defense tonight. And that, that's where I think the emotion of the game comes in. And them feeding off the crowd. When they feed off the crowd, that's when they start to play really good, lights-out defense pressure defense in your face around the three-point arc is when they're really feeding off that crowd, and I think you're going to really see that tonight. And hopefully Oklahoma gets back to what they normally do in that struggle from three-point range. Plus, speaking of the defense, 
Oklahoma turns it over more than anybody else in the conference, about 15 times a game. Forcing turnovers, protecting the three-point line, I think it's simple as that. And of course, fitting off the energy and getting it done tonight inside of Bramlage Coliseum. Coach Tang has said this many times. When he praises the crowd in Bramlage, he talks about, we gave them something to cheer about. You know, I think there's things to cheer about and there's things to go crazy about. With it being senior night and adding up everything I've gone over about what tonight can be, this K-State team I think is going to give you something to go crazy about. Desi making some incredible plays. Marquise Noel, deep threes, lobs, alley-oops, and big thunderous dunks from Keontae Johnson. I think we're going to have a lot to go crazy about tonight. Plus, fingers crossed, the Cats go on a big run in the second half. And we get Sandstorm. Ken Palm gives K-State a 73% chance of winning by the final score of 73-66. I think the Cats kick some butt tonight. I think they really do. I think they win. I'm giving K-State a 90% chance of winning in Bramlage Coliseum tonight by the final score 78-61. When we come back, Trey and I give you a little Ask Us Anything before I head out at 5.30 after these words. Hey, real quick, uh, shout to the Clay Center boys last night for uh, that upset win at Augusta in overtime, 62-60, going to play Pratt, Substate Championship game. Shout out to the Tigers. Nice. What do you got for us? Um, I got a lot of questions I asked Troy when you weren't here that I didn't get to ask okay. you. Um, have you ever witnessed a mic drop moment? I mean, I mean, who didn't have a, like a, a yo mama joke phase when they were growing up? And there were times where like a friend would rattle off one of those jokes and everybody thought that was just the best joke they had ever heard. And then we moved on with our lives. Probably the closest thing to that. Never like somebody making a speech and just like dropping the mic. Oh, like, like. Actually, no, yeah, like actually dropping the mic. Yeah, I don't think I have. Troy said he saw a few in his time, specifically with sports, but in sports, a mic drop moment in sports, like during a that's that's few and far between. Nah, that's I don't know. I think those are very few and far between. The only good moments in press conferences is when like the coaches are freaking out and we get a good. (laughs) <laughs> meme or like sound bite from it right i've never i don't know i think i think a mic drop like physically doing it is like is kind of overrated it's honestly <laughs> annoying like you could break a microphone right and that's not about that. it's just it. it's just the cool moment cool time to do something i don't know shout out to john kurtz he used to tell this story about when he got kicked out of an applebee's <laughs> for dropping a mic on senior uh senior on, on a uh karaoke night oh <laughs> I was like, all right, you've been kicked out of an Applebee's. Who can beat that? I that, can't. That's what out of an Applebee's? Yeah. <laughs> what else you got? Um, um, who have you met one time that left a huge impression on you? Just once. Yeah, that he only met one time. I met Jack Black. Uh, when I was at the Stern Show, and that nice. was really cool because he was very chill. And it kind of, you know, it taught me that celebrities are just people. Right. 
that everybody can be chill. They have feelings. Nobody needs to freak out when they go meet a celebrity. Like, keep it chill. Let's just be I'm sure orderly. The entire experience at the Stern show was a lot of that. Like, I, I met, finding no, out. I, I never, I was never starstruck by anybody. I, I got to meet a lot of people, but I was never starstruck. Until I saw Howard for the first. I actually saw him on on day one. Oh, yeah, nice. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> right out of the gates. Oh, well, speaking of Dark Side of the Moon, I met Roger Waters when I was at the Stern Show. But again, like, I wasn't starstruck. I just, I told myself, just be cool. Just walk in, get the business done, share a few words. But I actually had a conversation with Jack Black and also Kyle Gass, Tenacious D. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They were there to promote an album that they, they released that day. Oh, nice. And I just nice. talked with them about music. That's cool. You know, we just had a conversation. Celebrities are normal people, but that's also a good thing to remember. They're still people. Right. They're just cooler than you. Exactly. When I, I've only met like a couple people, but I always get insatiably nervous. Who? The Jacksons, when you met, didn't you meet um, some met, of the brothers? I met Paris in passing. I never met the uh, brothers. Oh, that's right. But um, one that I always, I brought up to um, Troy was that um, I met DMC from Run DMC and he was really cool and really nice and I didn't have to pay for a picture or anything. At Comic-Con, that's where I was at. That's why I mentioned that. But The second time I met Bret Hart, I wanted to ask a real cool question. Like, So I was like, hey, do your brothers do any wrestling training? I had no interest in being a wrestler. He's like, uh, and then a long pause, no. And that was the whole conversation. I'm out of here. So is Trey. Go Cats. ESPN is coming up next.